Who are the best villains of the MCU? Liam Crowley of TheDirect.com and Chris Killian of ComicBook.com join me for the only way to find out. A draft. Coming up right now on 15 Minutes of Marvel. There was an idea. Because if we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. Like this all day. What are they called again? Annulax batteries. Harvey Larry batteries. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass. I control the truth. Mysterio is the truth. Boom. You looking for this? Welcome back to 15 Minutes of Marvel, the only podcast that gives you Marvel reviews, news, and rumors in pretty much 15 minutes. I'm your host, Ethan Simi, and we are back with a draft, baby. I am joined by two epic guests on the pod today. First is Liam Crowley of the Direct.com, back to potentially steal the draft championship belt once again. Uh, welcome back to the pod, Liam. You've done a draft with me in the uh, a previous episode of the pod, and you just outright obliterated me and Matt Romke for the championship belt. So it's a pleasure to have you back on. Uh, how are you doing, man? I'm great, Ethan. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, looking to retain my title. As we all know, uh, a championship reign is nothing without its defenses. So hopefully I can uh, retain it tonight. But unfortunately, I'm, I'm facing two hefty challengers here. So it's going to be difficult. Yeah, you've got your work cut out for you, man. I'm, I'm hoping it's a little tougher for you this time than it was last time. Second guest on the pod today is actually back again on the podcast, the awesome Chris Killian of comicbook.com. Welcome back to the podcast, man. Um, you have actually also been on the podcast prior, and we did kind of kind of a draft. We drafted a, a basketball team, if you will. It was a pretty fun draft, and uh, I got to say, you also won that draft, so... I mean, are you back for more again? Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd like to say that win-loss records don't really mean anything to me, but I'd be lying uh, if I said that. So I'm looking forward to crushing you both today <laughs> and uh, remaining on best of terms, you know, uh, as we can. But uh, no, it's good to be back. Thanks for having me back. And, and I, I remember that draft particularly being fun because I know nothing about basketball. So that was a lot of, that was a lot of fun for me. Yeah, that, that was a good draft. And look, I don't know if this is a mistake that I made as a host to bring on two former guests that both took home W's in the draft. Uh, maybe I'm just setting myself up for failure here, but we are going to draft MCU villains today from Thanos to Whiplash, from Dormammu to Wen Wu and everybody in between. The goal of the draft is to draft the three best villains that the MCU has to offer Real quick, before we get started with the draft, I just want to peek inside each of your minds real quick. I want an insider look into how are you approaching the draft? Do you have a strategy? What's what's the game plan? Liam, Yeah, I feel like you come prepared all the time. Did you come prepared today? So I, I always have my Mount Rushmore of my MCU villains in my head, but I do have some polarizing choices in there. So I don't know if I'm going to go in a direction of let's get some votes and let's get some popular picks or if we're going to go the contrarian route and say, no, this guy deserves some love, put some respect on his name, drafting this guy. Going to keep those in my head for now. Not going to let you know which ones are my polarizing choices if I do end up picking them. But we could go either way. I'm, I'm kind of feeling it out. Okay. Yeah. Feel the, feel the vibe of the draft. I can respect that. Chris, are we secretly teaming up to take Liam down? Or are we just trying to snatch his picks? What's the play? Well, I mean, if you had contacted me in a separate DM about <laughs> taking him down, I'd have been all, all on board for it. But uh, uh, no, 
I think uh, I think Liam's got a good tactic there. I think it's a I do the same thing. I think it's a mixture of who I feel like is borderline unbeatable, especially like three paired together, and uh, and then there's it's a mixture of some of my favorites too. Because you know, nest you know, just because they're they're all powerful doesn't always make them my favorite. So I try to I try to blend the two a little bit if I can. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's that's the tough line to ride between best and favorite. That's always a very divisive line there. So we'll see how it goes. I'm going to give you the rules of the draft so we can get this thing kicked off. We are each going to pick a number between 1 and 25, and then I will have Surrey choose a random number. Uh, so it's completely ambiguous here. And uh, whoever gets the number closest to the random gets to go first and uh, so on and so forth. We're just going to do a standard draft, no sna- no snake. So we're just going to go one, two, three, and then back to one, two, three. Uh, other than that, you have to pick a villain. That's that's kind of the way that it goes. Are, are we ready to do this? Any clarifying questions before we go? All right. Sounds pretty good. Uh, okay, Liam, what's your number? Lucky number seven, baby. Okay. And uh, Chris, what do you got? I'm going to go 13. Okay, seven and 13. I'm going to go with 19. Hey, Surrey, pick a random number between 1 and 25. Okay, so it looks like the random number is 15, which would make Chris the number one draft pick for picking number 13. Uh, I believe I'm pick number two with 19. And Liam, you are pick number three. Uh, That's that's a tough position, especially (laughs) considering we're not in a snake draft here. Got to play a little into the strategy Chris, number one pick in the MCU villains draft. Who are you gonna pick, man? Um, okay, so I know that he's kind of he's kind of new to the landscape of villains in uh in the MCU, but don't, uh, considering don't say how it. they're setting him up, I gotta go with Kang the Conqueror. Big play. Yeah, I think that's I think that's who I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do. And you guys, you guys know right away why. I think this guy's about to be the next big bad, so that's my that's my top choice there. Are we uh, so I'm going? I I get to pick two more. No, nope, you'll you'll get to pick one, and then I get to pick okay, the okay, next. Okay, okay. I, I was making sure before I before I spouted them off. Yep. Yeah. Don't reveal okay, anything. Okay. <laughs> don't don't put it out there quite yet. Okay. King the Conqueror for the first pick in the draft. Um, that leaves me in the second spot of the draft. I am gonna go with Killmonger as as my pick for the villain. I think he's relatable. He's really well-written. Probably the best-written villain in the MCU. Uh, has one of the best single lines in the MCU, Bury Me in the Ocean. Um, and I just think he works really well in the Black Panther movie. Plus, Michael B. Jordan, just a really good-looking guy. So how can you not... Like, how could you not pick that? Uh, so Killmonger's my choice. Wow. It's hard to argue with you there. <laughs> both both picks are, are elite tier. I love the Kang selection because we can look back on this draft in two to three years and that just might have been the top prospect. We just didn't know it at the time. Mm-hmm. And Killmonger's a great solo villain. I love all the impressions I see of people doing of him at the museum. If you ever see him on TikTok, it's like, I'm, I'm going to take it off your hands for you. It was made in Wakanda. <laughs> That's one of my favorite scenes of the MCU. It goes so underrated. Great picks. Absolutely. All right, what do you got, Liam? 
I am shocked that this got back to me, but here we are. It's Thanos. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Round one. I, I, I got to pick Thanos if he's still on the board. Um, Josh Brolin delivered an, an, an immaculate performance for motion capture that I think a lot of people overlook just because it's a comic book movie. But man, uh, just everything about him, him being the, the soft-spoken philosopher in Infinity War and then turning into the savage ravaging like pillager in Endgame. He played two different sides to a character that clearly had the same moral compass in the back of his head. And it's one of the all time great performances in the MCU, in my opinion. And he's one of those antagonists where similar to Kang and Killmonger that you guys picked, uh, the best antagonists are the ones who see themselves as the hero of their own story. And Thanos is absolutely the hero of his own story. I'm ecstatic that he's on my squad. Look, you you make a good, compelling argument for Thanos. I mean, you can't really go wrong when he's the big baddie of the entire Infinity Saga. I get it. To me personally, he's a little, he's kind of a, you know, a little underwritten. We don't really know why. Why, why does he feel this way? Why does he love Gamora so much? I would have loved more background on Thanos. That's my one problem. He was on my contingency list. So I'll give you that. He was on my list. But he, he dropped a few spots just because the lack of background information, you know, just didn't do it for me. I agree. Uh, I think Thanos is on everybody's contingency list. I mean, there's no <laughs> arguing that he's one of the best MCU villains. But I feel right. like ever since the end of Endgame, you know, he's he's been, um, you know, through Loki and the Infinity Stones and all that stuff. I mean, his power and, 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 and overall arc is just just the scale has been brought down on Thanos. And so I don't feel like he's looked at quite as, uh, as dangerous as he once was maybe, you know, three or four years. Totally agree with that. Uh, Chris, you are back up for your first pick of the second round, man. Um, you know, I have like a real sneaky pick, but, (laughs) um, I I'm, I'm, I'm iffy on the rules of like, if they, if they, if they kind of, deviate between hero and villain you know like where do they where do they stand exactly though i you know obviously there's a few characters who can kind of like go back and forth and 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 technically uh technically she's been a villain before and i'm gonna go with scarlet witch i think uh and i think she's probably gonna be a villain again in the future so i uh i mean if we're going if we're going powerful here i mean she's hard to she's hard to fight against that's a that's a damn sneaky pick. I'll be honest with you right there. I didn't see that coming. And you're two for two on like what I feel like are sneaky picks. King the Conqueror, it didn't I I personally didn't even think about it. A, it's coming from Loki, which, you know, it, not the first place my mind goes to to find a villain, but you're forward looking and I appreciate that. I got stuck in this rut. I was just looking at past villains, man. You're outdoing me. I looked at all of them. <laughs> I looked at all of them when I was compiling this list. Ooh, that's good stuff. Liam, was she on your list? Uh, not on the top of my head because I didn't even consider her as a villain. But man, Chris is is got the DiCaprio and Wolf of Wall Street right now yeah. when he's making that sales pitch at the beginning. There's low risk with high upside value. He's just going for picks that could go wild in, in a couple of years. Um, yeah, the prospects are hot on, on Team Killian. Yeah, you love to see it. Okay, that, that brings me to... The second pick, um, I'm going to go, like I said, someone someone from the past, someone I feel like has 
um, not been outdone, particularly in his specialty area by anybody else. And that I'm going with Zemo. I think Zemo is the first and only villain to really be able to outsource his villainy to the heroes, to make the heroes do it themselves and fight between each other. Nobody else has really done that yet. And I'm sure we'll see more of that happen in the future because that type of villainy is so exciting to watch. But he had a plan and he executed it and he did what he wanted to do basically to a T. And again, he's got he's got a, a plus one coming at him. Crazy good dance moves. How can you not pick a good dancer on your team? I love the pick. Uh, Zemo Zemo's one of my favorite characters in the MCU right now, especially after Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, one of the, the niche things I love about him is how he always calls Bucky James. I just think that's awesome and a, a nice layer to his character. And yeah, in terms of villains who execute their plans, he had one of the most convoluted dominoes falling structure schemes that I've ever seen and everything played to a T. And I think a lot of people could look at that. Oh, that's convenient writing. Every time I go back and watch Civil War, this dude's a master strategist. I absolutely believe it. Uh, Zemo's a great pick. Yeah, Zemo is actually a, a, a pick I didn't consider as much. And now as you break it down, I'm kind of like, yeah, Zemo's a really good Good choice, especially after Falcon. I'm so glad they went back to him in Falcon and Winter Soldier yeah. because that guy just stole it for me in that show. I love him so much. Yeah, he was great. He was excellent in that show. And I got to be honest, guys, I'm not used to the praise of making a good pick. So you're kind of getting in my head a little bit and you might screw me up on my third pick. I might just shoot this thing to hell. So, <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate it, but it's also also the mental games over here. Uh, Liam, what do you got for your last pick of the second round? I am just shocked that not only did Thanos <laughs> fall to me in the first round, but Loki fell to me in the second round. It, it's a weird pick because I didn't want Loki on my squad. I wanted one of you to take him because he's such a good guy now. And he's kind of been a good guy for the past four or five years. You could even go back as far as Dark World and say he was mostly a baby face in that movie. But in Avengers, in the first Thor movie, as I said, my my arc when it comes to villains or my perspective when it comes to villains are I like the ones who are the heroes of their own story and Loki is absolutely the hero of his own story uh going back and watching the first Thor movie I think that movie um I don't want to say it's underrated because I don't think it has aged very well but Tom Hiddleston's performance is so overlooked in that movie oh it all makes sense now father when he's yelling at Odin it's it's perfect it's heartbreaking it's Shakespeare and Hiddleston brings an edge to that character that I don't think uh, many other actors could. So Loki, second pick on my squad. I am, I got my one and two. I'm shocked. <laughs> You're just living in heaven right now, huh? It's great. It's great here. <laughs> I, I think, I think Loki is, that's a tough voters choice. I think it's going to bring you a lot of divided people. I personally didn't consider Loki a true really a, a villain right now just because of what we've seen him become but you know you're you're totally right in the respect that he is the hero of his own story yeah I think that Loki is like obviously I consider Loki but um the the problem that I have with Loki is that I think he shines brighter as a good guy I mean he he just he he does I've always enjoyed him more when he's a good guy even in Avengers he felt like a sub Avengers threat to me like he just didn't I, I don't know why, but I mean, I love Tom Hiddleston. I love him as Loki, but Loki is just always better when he's leaning towards the, you know, the good guys than, than the bad guys. So I, I just, uh, I didn't pick him for that reason. 
Good reason. Good reason. Okay. This is going to be our last round. We're each picking three villains. Chris fired off, man. Your final pick. Based on what we were talking about earlier with uh, kind of deciphering between uh, uh, all powerful choices versus like personal favorites. I think this choice is, is a, is a good mixture of both, but I, I think he's wildly underrated and I don't think that he gets quite the attention that he deserves, but I Love, I love the actor who portrays him. So I'm going to go with Ego. Uh, I'm a huge Kurt Russell fan. And I think that as far as villains go, I mean, that guy's uh, shift at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is just so dastardly. And when you realize that this guy just, you know, just falls in love with a, a human woman and just murders her anyway so he can get his his son, uh, he's pretty, he's pretty evil fella. And Kurt Russell's a goat and big trouble in little China is my favorite 80s movie of all time. So that's my pick. Yeah. It's, that's hard to argue with Kurt Russell. He is the goat. I mean, you gotta, you gotta give him that. I do think it's one of the best villain switches in the MCU, uh, being able to like switch on a dime. I don't know if there's many actors who could do what Kurt Russell does for ego and, and portray a loving father, but then also just absolutely gut somebody and and take them down like that um i think i think that's a great pick i think ego is underrated in the mcu for sure yeah i love the pick uh guardians 2 is not one of my favorite mcu movies but similar to thor the biggest shining point to it is the villain performance uh the first thor that is and how i mentioned loki was was immaculate there uh kurt russell's ego is fantastic and that's that's a character that I would have loved to see more of, but you know he needed to be a, a one movie villain, and he served his purpose wonderfully. Yeah, can't argue with that. Okay, I've got my final pick here, and I got to be honest, I'm exceptionally happy. I'm gonna pick my boy, and if you listen to the podcast, anybody out there that listens to the podcast, you already know who I'm gonna pick. Uh, it's it's got to be my boy Quentin Beck, Mysterio, my boy Jake G, pulling through for me. Uh, I, I played the strategy play here and I picked him last cause I knew no way in hell anybody's picking Mysterio because apparently he's very divisive, uh, divisive and people just either love him or hate him. I don't know, but I love him. I think he is the single most underrated villain in the MCU. And the fact that we get two, it's, it's very much like ego. We get two very stark character choices in the same film, but when that boot drops and when you get the real Mysterio, it is dark, and he had a contingency plan for when and if he died. He was operating beyond the potential grave. He knew he could still take Spider-Man down, even though he's not present. That well, also, is God tier. You have to love about Mysterio that, like, you don't even know for sure that he's dead or if it's another illusion. I right. mean, that's how well written the character is. And I'm going to piggyback on what Liam said earlier about Thor and Guardians uh, Volume 2 is that I don't really personally care for Far From Home that much. It's not my favorite movie, but Mysterio as a villain just steals the show in that movie. I mean, he's the whole reason to watch it, in my opinion. I mean, Far From Home, to me, has a lot of holes in it, and it it doesn't really, uh, it's just, it's not a great Spider-Man movie, in my opinion, but I, I love Mysterio, and I love Jake Gyllenhaal and the job he did with it. Yeah, and it's a sneaky prospect pick, if we're being honest, because if he's not dead and he ends up maybe being the leader of the multiversal Sinister Six, that's that's a pick that'll get a lot more shine in the coming months. But just going based off what we know from him so far, Hall is awesome. Uh, his performance, I feel like, is very much overlooked, as you said. 
Uh, I always go back to that one scene where it's like, you know, fire all the drones now. That's straight up Nightcrawler right there. If yeah. anyone has seen that. So good. Back, absolutely. Yeah, so good. And true. And and for me personally, like this is a nice pick between favorite and, and possibly, um, you know, powerful or something along those lines, because that moment in Spider-Man when when Peter stops the kind of illusion of him that we never knew was there is one of the single coolest MCU moments to me. And uh, I was shocked. I was completely taken off guard and will forever live in my in my memory. Um, Liam, you've got the last pick of the draft. Have your pick, man. You got anybody that that's still available. I cannot believe my one, two, and three have all fallen to me. But the thing is, I, I don't know whether I'd want to go with my like personal favorite or go for the one that I actually like more. Uh, which I'll, I'll explain if we do some brief honorable mentions. I'm going to go with my actual three. That's Michael Keaton as Vulture. I think that that performance uh, more and more gets overlooked just because it's a solo movie. And I think solo villains just naturally kind of get put to the wayside as we get more and more. Um, and we get great ones like Wenwu right now is absolutely in the spotlight of being a great solo villain. But in two to three years, I think a lot of people will forget about Tony Leung's performance. As for Michael Keaton as Adrian Toomes, not, not that they should forget about his performance, but it just happens naturally with solo movies. Um, uh, Michael Keaton, excuse me, as Vulture is so great. Again, sticking with my mindset of the hero of their own story. is just trying to do a job. And when I was 16 years old and I saw Spider-Man Home. No, come on, Peter Parker, stop the evil guy. Now as a 21-year-old college student with bills to pay, I get it, Adrian Toomes. I get it. You got to do your job. You are out of work. And it was one final mission. That was it. He was going to rob the helicarrier and then he was going to retire happily ever after, live in peace with his family. He wasn't going to bother Spider-Man no more. And for that reason, he's just such a great villain. And the twist, the twist got me. For someone who, you know, writes up on these movies, reports on these movies feels like I know almost everything going in. I had my jaw on the floor when Michael Keaton answered the door, when Peter's there with the corsage, I was shocked. And that it takes a lot for a movie to do that for me, just the nature of, you know, the industry that we're all in. And for that reason, I I can't overlook uh, Michael Keaton as Vulture, my, my third pick and my third on my list. I can't believe I got one, two, three. (laughs) Yeah, he was my runner up. Uh, I got to say that, like, that's where I really I mean, if we're just going based on personal favorites, I love Vulture so much. Like, he's just one of the most like nobody can turn menacing on like Michael Keaton. Like we talk about like at a drop of a dime, like that guy, when he turns around and knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. I mean, he's a scary dude and he doesn't need any tech or powers to make himself that way. I mean, he's just he can just be scary. Uh, I, I love that pick. I'm surprised that nobody picked. I got to say another honorable mention for me. And I kind of swerved when I picked Scarlet Witch because originally I, I had uh, I had Hela. I love Hela. I think she's fantastic in Thor Ragnarok. I love Kate Blanchett and think that she just really uh, stole the show as just a, 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 a just a just a evil just an evil villain just she's just that's all she just drips evil and and charisma and 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 Kate Blanchett for Hella is amazing so that's that would be my runner up if we were if we're if we're throwing those out there yeah I like that I also had Vulture who was next on my list so Liam congrats like you snuck in exactly who who you needed and who you wanted I gotta say real quick our third round is 
absurdly stacked with actors. You've got Kurt Russell as Ego, Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio, and Michael Keaton as Vulture. That is unbelievable. Just to even say out loud and know that we have them in the MCU and they've been in the MCU is so, so crazy. Uh, I think I think for me, a sleeper pick that probably would have not garnered a lot of votes, but would have been an interesting pick. My boy, Justin Hammer. I would love to see him come back for Armor Wars. I think he is a very interesting and unique villain that is good at what he does. Uh, and, and he could be cool in the future if we do get him. Yeah. Justin Hammer was somebody I jotted down just in case my team needed a money man. But at the there end of go. the day, I decided that, uh, that it wasn't necessary. Sure. Liam, what was your, what you said you were wavering back and forth on your final pick. What was the other choice? Man, I love Guy Pierce's Aldridge Killian. I, I don't it. care what anyone <laughs> says. He's great. He's great. He's straight up syndrome from Incredibles brought to the MCU. You know, Tony abandoned him on New Year's Eve, left him hanging, and then he got to work for the next years and higher underground and per- per- perpetuated the, uh, the, the 10 rings and everything. And Man, I, I just I love Iron Man 3. I love that movie. I love the arc on Tony Stark's PTSD. And a big part of that is Aldridge Killian uh, as the villain. I think a lot of people just hate the twist. You don't actually hate Aldridge Killian. You just hate the twist. I don't even hate the twist. I thought the twist was really a brilliant way to handle the racial stereotype of the character that they, everybody was concerned about at the time. But I, I got to say, I'm not always a big fan of the way the MCU can retcon things. Like, uh, I didn't like the way they retconned Captain Marvel sort of into the MCU, but I do think the way that they have retconned Shang-Chi uh, to be connected to Iron Man 3 makes Killian an even more interesting villain because this guy didn't create the Ten Rings. He just took a, a, a legend, you know, like an urban legend, and, and basically threw it on himself to kind of give himself a little bit more uh, gravata. And I just and I just think that that's awesome. I think he's a he's a very interesting guy, and I think more interesting based on what we know now. Yeah, all all very good. I mean, there's tons of villains still on the table, and I'm sure we'll have to do a, a longer draft in the future. But Chris, you had the first pick in uh in this draft. You got King the Conqueror, Scarlet Witch, and Ego on your team. I picked up Killmonger, Zemo, and Mysterio. And Liam, you got all three of your top three choices. So kudos to you, Thanos, Loki, and Vulture. All very impressive teams, I gotta say. All pretty much a one villains that you could really make a good argument for and say they're all better than the other ones. Uh, who won the MCU villains draft? Let me know on Twitter at 15 minute Marvel. I'm going to be running a poll so we can properly determine the champion and maybe just, just maybe I might finally bring home the W for my own podcast on my own show for my own draft. We will see a massive shout out to both Liam Crowley of the direct.com and Chris Killian of comicbook.com for coming on the pod today. Thank you so much, Liam. If people want to find more of you, where can they do that at? Yeah. At Liam T Crowley on all socials, uh, TikTok included. I'm trying to do a lot more uh, TikTok news over on my personal account. So uh, give me a follow there. Show some love to the direct podcasts, wherever you download your shows. And uh, thank you again, Ethan, for having me on. I always love uh, popping by 15 minutes of Marvel. Always a good time. And Chris, where can people find you, man? You've got the daily distraction going on, huh? Yeah, yeah. Every day, Monday through Friday on comicbook.com. And then you can find me on Twitter at Chris Killian or Instagram at CK Comedy because the guy who has the handle Chris Killian won't respond to me for like the last four <laughs> years. I think he's inactive on there. 
Um, but yeah, so you guys uh, can hit me up on there. I'm also on TikTok now, the Chris Killian, uh, but that's mostly just, uh, I'm not doing news as much on there as I'm just a lot of stupid makeup and, and, and mm. costumes and being ridiculous and things that I hope people don't actually ever record and replay on other social media <laughs> apps, but it eventually, whatever, it'll happen. It'll happen. That sounds like an instant follow on TikTok for me. I'm going to be honest with you. That's a, that's an instant follow. Uh, I appreciate both of you guys truly coming on the show. It's always a blast. And uh, I look forward to, to having you on again in the future. Maybe we'll get another draft under our belts, something like that. Uh, it was, it was a great time and, and we'll see you next time guys. Thanks guys. Peace. See you. Always love chatting with those two amazing guys. Be sure to go check out the Direct Podcast. Be sure to go check out the Daily Distraction. Both amazing, amazing pieces of media. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like I have a shot at winning this thing. I don't want to jinx it, and I probably just jinx it by saying that, but I feel good. And, you know, I feel like it's due time. It's my podcast. I feel like I should be able to win a draft. I've never, ever won a draft on any podcast that I've ever been a part of. I don't know. Maybe that changes tonight. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it does. I don't know. Probably not. But uh, gosh, I'm just, I'm hopeful. I'm a hopeful guy, but I'm up against two really good competitors. What an awesome show. Really, really fun stuff. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on any major podcast platform. A special shout out to the patrons of the show, Hajir Shakib and Brandon Clark. Thank you both so much. I will see you back here next time. I'm Ethan Simi. And remember, always go higher, further, and faster. Ah!